Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here. It's uh, Elon Daily. We're talking uh, September 4th. It's a Wednesday. We're already halfway through the week, and uh, there's some stuff to talk about. First of all, I want to do a letter. This is a really good letter. It's a great letter. It's a wonderful letter. And it says, Hi, Mel, Tom, Robert. Tesla X Canada here. Thanks for the Tesla Daily. Mega Charger. Recently, you talked about the Mega Charger. Here is my educated guess, and I think it's a pretty good educated guess, by the way. At the semi-event, I could see that the semi had four independent motors and batteries. Okay, so Tesla X Canada must have been there or, you know, checked out the video very well. When the semi was spotted charging at regular V2 superchargers, they used four extension cords to connect four batteries. Somewhere it was mentioned that the V3 supercharger design uses a single cabinet to support four charging points up to 250 kilowatts. So here it is. There you have it. The V3 supercharger is also the mega charger. Semi equals four Model 3 motors, four Model 3 batteries, four times 250 kilowatts. Charging equals one megawatt. It may also be that the batteries are larger than the actual Model 3 batteries, but definitely the same technology. So let me comment on that. I think that's genius. I think that's a remarkable. I think that's incredible. And it certainly would be useful if they just basically have V3 superchargers in an array where they can plug them all into the trucks. And I think they're going to be in separate locations than the regular car superchargers because otherwise they're going to block up all of the V3 superchargers that are already there. But that makes a stupendous amount of sense to me that basically you have a truck You have a sort of a new configuration of V3 superchargers for the trucks, but it essentially uses the same technology and you're getting your megawatt of charge. Uh, Tesla X Canada, I think you're on to something. And then he goes on to say this, Tom had a charging slowdown from 32 amps to 16 amps when on AC. It is likely that there is a temperature sensor in the brick in the charge cable that reduces the amps when it's too hot. If 0.5% or 99.5% efficiency of the power is lost in brick, then it would be like the heat of a 50-watt bulb. This would overheat the brick in no time. So the efficiency of the brick electronics has to be north of 99.9%. When the sun shines in it, it probably absorbs 10 watt of heat. Placing it in the shade would help a bit with that problem. There is one other thing the brick does. Experienced it many times on our cross-Canada trip on campgrounds with long electrical cables. The brick monitors the voltage as it ramps up the amps at the start of the charging. You can easily see that when you plug it in and quickly uh, check on the charge screen. You will see something like 240 amps initially. Then the amps slowly ramp up and the voltage drops. If the voltage drop is too much, then the amps are reduced. If the voltage drop exceeds some percentage, probably given by electrical engineering code, then it aborts charging to protect the circuit. If the circuit gets too hot, you could have a fire in the wall. Regards, Rolf. Oh, it's Rolf. Of course, Rolf. So Rolf uh, must be a bit of an electrical engineer or something, a bit smart. So there you have it. He's got a great idea of how these mega chargers could work. He understands uh, like the brick, and he understands the fact that uh, it's got to be super efficient. Otherwise, it's going to be like heating up all the time. And uh, then he's telling us that uh, the voltage and the amperage has got to change in order for the brick not to start wall fires in your wall. I was saying before, I'm no electrical engineer. I don't know much about this stuff. But there is a huge amount of technology that is in the chargers, that is in the superchargers, that is even in these little bricks and even in the car to make sure that this stuff doesn't start fires. Despite that there has been a few fires, a few fires, 
But all of this technology is about making sure that this current, and it's a huge amount of current, doesn't produce a fire. You know, I have the, the batteries and I have the solar and I can monitor how much energy is going into the house and going, you know, into the cars and all that kind of stuff, right? So when I've got the air conditioners blazing, it's super hot in California right now, in Southern California. When I've got the air conditioners blazing, they pull maybe about four or five kilowatts. But if I plug in the S or the X at full speed, it'll pull like 14 kilowatts or 15 kilowatts. It's crazy. So the entire house with everything turned on, with the fridges, with the air conditioner, with the lights might be doing five kilowatts. And the car, if you've got, you know, a 72 amperage circuit on the older S, it can pull three or four times that amount. So these cars need a large amount of energy to drive and pull a huge amount, just a huge amount of energy if you want to charge them at full speed. That's kind of, again, why I like the Model 3. Because the Model 3, it'll do, I think, up to 48 amps, which is fast, but that means it charges super fast. Usually I'm getting it charging around 40 amps. And I play a lot with trying to make sure that all of the sunshine that's going on the solar panels goes into the car and goes into the house. So I'm, I'm always out there fondling with you know the amperage in the car. So what I'd really like Tesla to do with an update to the app one day is to make it a little bit smarter and say, app, make sure that uh, any excessive solar that I'm making, rather than sending it to the grid, initially send it to my car. And sometimes that would be at low amperage. Sometimes that can be at super high amperage when it's in the middle of the day and there's not much going on. Um, rather than me having to run out to the car and change it manually. So as the sun starts to go down, I run out to the car and I drop the amperage in the car so that I'm not sort of pulling from the grid and I'm doing this constant game. And I don't mind it because I have an obsessive compulsive disorder and it's kind of fun for me because I'm weird, but it would be nice if this app was even smarter. On the app, you can't even change the amperage. You have to go to the car. You can say like max out at 40 amps, max out at uh, 30 amps, but it'd be really great if you could just do that manually on the app. A lot of this stuff is really not that important and it's edge case and the app I think does you know 90% of what it needs to do but that last 10% there's a lot more the app could do and I'll, I'll talk more about the app in coming days uh, to weeks. And lastly for today ladies and gentlemen boys and girls uh, Robert, Robert has a note here that he sent me and it says this, well, I don't know where this is from, he didn't say Robert but um, I actually read this before. Oh, it is in Gizmodo. UPS has been delivering cargo in self-driving trucks for months now, and no one knew, said Jennings Brown in Gizmodo.com. The parcel service announced last week that its venture capital arm has invested in True Simple, a self-driving truck startup. The announcement also revealed that since May, True Simple autonomous trucks have been hauling UPS loads on a 115-mile route between Phoenix and Tucson in Arizona. True Simple, which says it can cut the average cost of truck shipping by 30%, has been helping UPS understand how to get get to level 4 autonomous driving, where a vehicle doesn't need anyone behind the wheel. Currently, UPS deliveries involving the truck still have an engineer and a safety driver. I would like to know a lot more about this. I did read about this, but where are they at? Are they just at level 2? Are they basically on sort of uh, magic cruise control with a person there? Or are they really doing something more with their autonomous driving? Not really heard of this company uh, out there in the real world about their technology, but this is where things are going. The trucks on the road are not going to have people. And the cars on the road are not going to have people. I don't know what the people are going to be doing, uh, but they're not going to be driving. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that right now. My name's Mel Herbert. The show is Elon Dale. It's part of the Talking Tesla network of shows. We'll speak at you in the morrow. Herbert out.